Hey, just want to remind you to check out the NPR One app for your phone. You can use it to listen to Ask Me Another, and it's a great way to find tons of other new shows and stories. It's hand-curated podcasts and stories that are ready when you are on NPR One. Find it in your app store, NPR O-N-E. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan Colton. We have a great show for you. A group of brilliant contestants are here to compete in our nerdy games, and they have no idea what is about to be thrown at them, but at the end of the show, only one will become our big winner. And our special guest today is Kamiko Glenn, who plays Brooke Soso on the Netflix series Orange is the New Black. Brooke is an inmate, and she's one of those idealistic hippie activists who lives in a tree to protest environmental destruction, doesn't wear deodorant, goes on hunger strikes, on the show that makes her a criminal, uh, in real life, just a Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> Let's start things off with our first two contestants, Paige Saint-Ange. You're a preschool teacher? I am, yeah. So what is the best way to talk to little kids? Mostly to let them do the talking. Yeah. They say hilarious things, so. Can you give me an example of said hilarious things? Well, we have one girl who thinks she can speak Icelandic in our class, <laughs> and she can't. <laughs> How, how did she come up with this uh, uh, idea? No idea at okay. all. You ask her to tell you a story or say something in Icelandic, and she says, oh, I have to research it first. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and yes. she finally came in and just kept saying, like, Knaus over and over again. That is adorable. All right. <laughs> and Jesse Castellanos, you have successfully completed ice cream exposure therapy. During my crazy college years, I worked in an ice cream parlor, and the job was great, but it got quite stressful at times, and by the end of it, <laughs> I was so done with ice cream. What are the terrible things that happened that cre- at an ice cream shop that made it so stressful? Oh, um... Like, we're out of mint? Like, what happens? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, the, the place I worked at it was quite popular. There were regularly, like, lines around the block oh, in this small speed. suburban town. Yes, yeah, yeah, speed was important. Um, also, blood everywhere. Uh, there, The blood gets everywhere all the time because there's, um, in the ice cream cylinders... <laughs> I had no cylinders, idea ice cream maker. story yes. is about the, to the, get the, really the, dark. The, 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 <laughs> The rings that um, are the top of the container, they, they get loose all the time, and they're, like, very hazardous. Oh, so everyone's ice cream has a little bit of blood in it. Maybe. That's a yeah, tra- little, little like trade it. secret I'm letting you oh know. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to need post-ice cream talk th- exposure therapy. <laughs> this game is inspired by Def Leppard, particularly the song Pour Some Sugar On Me. <laughs> so in this game, you are going to pretend to be various inanimate objects. Okay, your motivation is you want something poured on you. (laughs) Jonathan Colton, would you like to give us an example? I would love to give an example. It sounds like a complicated game. (laughs) This will help to explain it. If I said, hey, bland food, should I spice you up by grabbing that shaker filled with black granules next to the salt? You would sing, pour some pepper on me. So yes, you must sing your answer if you want the point. Buzz in when you know the answer, and the winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Hey, pastrami on rye, do you want me to spice you up with this yellow or brown condiment made by French's? 
Jesse. Pour some mustard on me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sexy. Yeah. A little bit of a sexy mm. thing sultry. there, Jesse. Very sultry. Hey, tomato juice. I'm making a Bloody Mary. Should I mix in some clear alcohol made from fermented grains or potatoes? Jesse. Pour some vodka on me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all of when our inner like that. Yeah. Hey, Tongue. Should I kill some of your smelly germs with this minty breath freshening liquid? Paige. Pour some mouthwash on me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start more sentences. Hey, tongue. <laughs> hey, eggnog. Want me to top you with the spice made from the seeds of an evergreen tree native to Indonesia? Paige. Pour some cinnamon on me. No, I'm sorry. Whoa. It's not cinnamon. Jesse, do you know the answer? Pour some m- minty fresh... <laughs> Let me stop you right there. No, that's incorrect. Does anybody know the answer? Nutmeg. Nutmeg is what we were looking for. That's right. Hey, upset stomach. Want me to soothe you with this thick pink name brand liquid? Paige. Pour some Pepto-Bismol on me. Yeah, that's right. All right, this is your last clue. Hey, prepped driveway surface. Ready for some composite building material made from fluid cement? Jesse. Pour some asphalt on me. No, I'm sorry. It is not asphalt. Do you know the answer, Paige? Pour some concrete on me. Yeah, you got it. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Art, how did our contestants do? They both did great. Congratulations to Paige. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Let's meet our next two contestants. Shayna Carter, you used to live on Governor's Island. Yes, I did. Which, just to explain to our listeners, this is not an everyday place to live, okay? It's like a little rock off of Manhattan near the Statue of Liberty. Yes, how many people live on Governor's Island? Nowadays, none. Well, <laughs> actually, probably half a dozen guys, because I think they keep the fire station manned in case, God forbid, a fire starts. Okay. But aside from that, no one. And when you lived there, how many people lived there? A few hundred. A few hundred. Okay. Yeah. What was it like? It was like a small Midwestern town inexplicably dropped in the middle of New York Harbor. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. We had a bowling alley. We had a Burger King. There was a Super 8. It sounds amazing. It's pretty cool. Were there just boats full of tourists constantly passing you? Pretty much. And occasionally a tourist would wander onto the island. Oh, no. Because they would mistakenly get on the wrong boat. They'd get off, they'd look around, they'd say, this is not the Statue of Liberty. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you're one of us now. Because <laughs> that's how all of you got there, right? You're just tourists from different places that got on the wrong boat. Fascinating. And we also have Gary Oransky. You work at a hospital in the Bronx, yes. thank you, and once you were dead for 90 seconds. Yes. When I was 16, I broke my knee playing football. Yeah. Had to have three surgeries because of it, and in the middle one, the anesthesiologist forgot to mark I was asthmatic. Oh, good. And choked on a respiratory cord and was dead for 90 seconds. Oh. So what, what's waiting for us beyond the grave? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Thank I'm you. glad you're back. I guess uh, it's not great, and you don't want to give it away. It's bad news. Very bad news. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hot. Yeah. Uh, we want to be surprised. I like treating death like a Netflix series. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, as the entrepreneurs in our audience know, one of the toughest parts of starting a company is, of course, coming up with a good name, and often the first name you think of isn't the best choice. So maybe you go with the second choice. So in this game, I'm going to give you the current name of a company, and you have to pick out its original name from three possible choices. And if you ring in and get it wrong, your opponent can steal. So here we go. What was the original name of Google? Was it A, Giggle, B, Backrub, or C, Info Alley? Gary. A. Giggle? Yeah. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I know. Shayna. Info Alley? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> it seems impossible, but the original name of Google was Backrub. Why? <laughs> I know. And if you want to fact check that, I'm just going to say do not Google Backrub. <laughs> <laughs> So it's because search results were in order of uh, how many other websites linked back to that oh. website. So they called it Backrub. Nike was originally known as A, Nikki's Shoes, B, Blue Ribbon Sports, or C, Swoosh. Gary. Blue Ribbon Sports. That is correct, yes. All right. What was the original name of eBay? Was it A, Forbidden, B, Buy It Now, or C, Auction Web? Gary. Buy It Now. That is incorrect. <laughs> Shana, could you steal? Auction? <laughs> yes, Auction Web. <laughs> auction Web. These are surprisingly impossible. <laughs> Everyone is implausible. They're all implausible. None of them make sense, even the one that was actually the name. I know. It's like, and then you hear the answer and you're just like, why? <laughs> was the sandwich shop Subway originally known as A, Pete's Super Submarines, B, Frank's Fancy Footlongs, or C, Hoagies R Us? A. Gary? A. Pete's Submarines. Super Submarines? Yes. Indeed it was! Was the original name of IBM a business calculation technology concern? B, Electric Key Punch Incorporated? Or C, Computing Tabulating Recording Company? Shana. A. A, Business Calculation Technology Concern? Yes. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. <sighs> Gary, can you steal? I'll say B. B, Electric Key Punch Incorporated? Also incorrect. <laughs> it was C, computing. I have a lot more respect for people who do branding now. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> now you see why it matters. Right. I'm sure it's like they were all sitting around a table and they were having a long argument and somebody's like, guys, 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 we do three things. We compute, we tabulate, and we record. And we're a company. We're and a we're company. also a company. <laughs> do the math. All right. Thankfully... This is your last clue. <laughs> what was the original name of Best Buy? Was it A, Hank's High Fives? B, Stan Stan the Music Man? Or C, Sound of Music? 
Shayna. Hanks. Hanks high fives is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry. Gary, can you steal? C. C, the Sound of Music. Sound of Music is the original name. You got it. Yeah. I guess they didn't know that was taken. Puzzleger Archung, how did our warrior contestants do? It was a tough battle, but Gary, congratulations. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Coming up, special guest Kamiko Glenn channels her inner French-Canadian pop queen in a game all about Celine Dion. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Fifth Generation, maker of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito Beverage, yes, that is his actual real name, incorporates the concepts of artisan craftsmanship found in boutique wineries into the spirits industry to create Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito still uses the time-honored pot still batch distillation process at the original distillery where it all started in Austin, Texas. Tito's Handmade Vodka is made from corn and is naturally gluten-free. Hey, let's take a moment to thank and share a message from our sponsor, Airbnb. When you travel with Airbnb, you can live in over 2 million homes around the world. You don't have to experience a city like a tourist. Don't go to Paris to wait in lines. Don't go to LA to take a bus tour. And don't go to Tokyo to post for those same photos. Paint the view from your host garden. Wake up to the sunrise on a houseboat or have someone ask you for directions. Feel at home, explore your host's neighborhood, and truly experience a city. Live there, even if it's just for one night. Airbnb. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with house musician Jonathan Colton and puzzle guru Art Chung. Let's meet our next two contestants. Jonathan Ostrander, you are a software engineer, but more importantly, you just returned from a tour of New England breweries. That I did. How many breweries? I think it was 18 or 17 in the end in four days. In four days? Yep. A lot of drinking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What makes the perfect beer for you? As long as it tastes good, it's, it's good in my opinion. Oh. <laughs> you just like beer? Yeah, pretty much. You'll drink it all. Mm, Doesn't matter yeah. if it's a bud or a microbrewery or something that's been, I don't know, crazy well, brewed. I prefer the craft over the bud, but yeah. There you go. I like that you started <laughs> off seeming like all like a common person, but the more <laughs> I talk to you. We also have Caitlin Steedle. You work for an elementary school, and you once organized a silly string fight for a bunch of students. Yes. Did you get in trouble for what sounds like causing a riot in... <laughs> Um, school? It was encouraged. It was a lot of oh. controlled chaos. It was like a fun event to blow off some steam after a test. You organized that? As much as you can organize something like that. <laughs> they are lucky. <laughs> lucky kids. Well, your game is called Queens Queens. Uh, so we have to turn to our queen, house musician Jonathan Colton, because it's Thank a music game. Thank you, Afira. Yes, if you like the classic British rock band Queen, my apologies in advance. We are about to ruin some of their greatest hits for you. <laughs> We've changed the lyrics of classic Queen songs to be about real or fictional queens. So just buzz in and tell me what queen I'm singing about, and then we're going to move on to our final round at the end of the show. 
Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Do you like Queen even? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. You won't after this. <laughs> Buddy, I was 27 years of age when I was coronated queen of the whole UK. I later became, in 2015, the longest reigning monarch Britain's ever seen. Singing, I will, I will rule you. Caitlin. Queen Elizabeth. Can you be more specific? The second? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I took over the Egyptian throne in the first century BC. I once loved Caesar, but he was killed, so I moved to Mark Antony. Am I ready? Am I ready to die? I can feel myself losing my grasp. Into the darkness, my heartbeat stops from the bite of an asp. Another asp bites my breast. <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, Queen Cleopatra. Cleopatra is correct. Quite a tongue twister. <laughs> Star Wars, I was the queen of Naboo. I married Anakin, he loved me once. He went crazy and he left me for dead. Didn't know what gave birth to Leah and Luke. Caitlin. Queen Amidala. That's correct. I'm a killer queen, a playing card that's colored red. Bother me, you cut off your head. I also like to play croquet all the time. Lewis Carroll wrote me in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Jonathan. The Queen of Hearts. Yeah, you got it. Ooh, I'm the best star at selling soft serve. Been around such a long time with my red sign. I sell burgers as well, but my blizzards are what I'm really known for. Ooh, I'm the best star. Caitlin. Dairy Queen. That's right. Can we just have a moment and talk about our favorite things at Dairy Queen? <laughs> Me, Dip Cone. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, you know how they have the Dairy Queen brazier? Yeah, sure. I used to think it was the Dairy Queen brazier, and I <laughs> would always get very embarrassed when we drove past the sign. <laughs> okay, that's not an item on the menu, but I like the story. That's very good. <laughs> Here we go. I married a nomadic lord, but soon he died. Woke up with three dragons hatching by my side. A Khaleesi. Don't call me a queen, I'm a Khaleesi. Plan on taking back the Iron Throne, HBO. Everybody loves the Game of Thrones. Caitlin. <laughs> um, Queen Daenerys. Yes, that's right, Daenerys. From Game of Thrones, yes. This is your last clue. My friend, my real name is Dana Owens, host at a talk show, also 
Party 2. Jonathan. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah is correct. Our Chung, how did our contestants do? They both did great, but there's no time for losers because, Caitlin, you're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Congratulations. Now, please welcome our special guest. She stars in the new Broadway show Waitress, and you know her as Brooke Soso on Orange is the New Black. It's Kamiko Glenn. Welcome, Kamiko. Hi. Now, you got into the biz early. Age 10, you had your first acting job? Yeah, I was kind of a crazy kid. I just, I did a lot of creating skits and singing really loudly around the house. And so my parents were like, oh, maybe let's focus your energy in a boy that's productive. <laughs> and so they asked if I wanted to audition for a musical, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mm. And I was like, yeah, 10-year-old, you know, super excited. And I got the role of Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> dopey? That doesn't yeah. seem like if you're energetic, uh, spastic, running around kid, they give you dopey? I, yeah, I don't know. I think it was because I was the smallest one. Aww. I was very small as a kid. I had to take growth hormones and stuff. I was really small. Did you really take growth yeah, hormones? Yeah, I did. And then after a certain point, after a certain amount of years, I was like, I don't want to anymore. I'm fine being short. And so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so skipping ahead, you audition for Orange is the New Black. You mm. get the call to audition. You get the part, uh-huh. and you are on set within, like, what, 36 hours? Yeah, it was really quick. I mean, I was in the middle of watching the show. When I, when I got the audition, I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be such a cool show to be on. I would never be on it. I mean, look at me. Like, I'm, I'm not badass or, you know, like, <laughs> scary in any way. So I went in the next morning. I got it pretty late in the day. It was nine pages. I was only trying to spit the words out because I was so nervous. And then... The next day at noon, I got the call that I had to be on set at six in the morning. Like, how did you even have time to get into character? You know, I took the earnestness, my natural earnestness, I guess, and um, (laughs) I just went in. I mean, the experience itself sort of paralleled her experience was, which is being thrown into an experience where I have no idea what I'm doing. You, you know, like, it, I don't know what it's like to be in prison. I also, like, hadn't done television before, so I was a little, like... Oh, my God. And, you know, when you get there, for about three months, I think people thought I was an extra. (laughs) Because I was so quiet. I was so shy. And I would just kind of sit there. And people would look at me like, who is that person? And finally, after I had enough scenes with enough people, they were like, Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, you're cool, you're cool. Um, but so you would go to the craft table to get some food, and they sort of eye you like, hey, like, hey, hey. What hey. number are you? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a, I play Brooke. <laughs> and how is the, everyone says that the cast is like a, a big family, and everyone's really supportive yeah. to each other. Did you find that right from the start, or was it take a while? You were the new well, kid? Well, I mean, I was shy, yeah. and that's partly my fault. I mean, I didn't go up to people and introduce myself because I was so intimidated. I mean, it's like a cast full of people I admire and it's weird seeing them out of costume and then go into costume and see them in life in costume it's it's really like jarring yeah eventually once I started getting a little more confident and you know they started writing more for me I'm like I think I'm gonna be around for a while so maybe I should tell people my name um (laughs) uh the first day on set you didn't know how long you were sticking around at all. I had sort of an idea. They were like, definitely like three episodes. Okay. <laughs> and then from there, I think they 
got my vibe a bit and had more for me to do, they're like, oh, she's good at talking a lot. We'll just keep that, yeah, <laughs> you know? And she'll be that person. Because Brooke talks incessantly. That incessantly. Everyone yeah. finds her pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I hope this next season that she has some friends. <laughs> because it'd be nice for her to have a conversation with someone at some point and not just be, like, shut down all the time. <laughs> Aww. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she also, well, she had that period in the show where she was smelly because yeah. she refused to shower. Mm-hmm. Brooke's idea was everyone should get used to their own natural body odors. Yeah, you know, she's a hippie, kind of a free spirit. Right. Yeah. Did you do any method acting mm-hmm. to prepare yourself for <laughs> you know, that? No, I actually kind of did. I know, I know, it sounds gross. I didn't not shower. I just experimented with not using antiperspirant and, and saw how that went. I mean, like, I used deodorant. Well, <laughs> I did. There was a line in there that I actually don't know if it made the cut. I where you put some like lemon juice, you like spritz some lemons, lemon juice under your armpit, and I tried that, and it doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't work. That ended quickly. I tried lavender oil, and that works a lot better. Not in the summer. Right. I would say use antiperspirant. <laughs> I'm using it now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So you've, you've done television, mm-hmm. but now Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> in Waitress. Yeah. <laughs> and you play a waitress named Dawn. Dawn. Can Thank you it. tell us a little bit about this character? Yeah, she's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> she's a little odd. She's a history buff. She has a turtle collection. Not um, live turtles, little... No, uh, bu- live turtles. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, she just likes things a particular way. She doesn't like to stray outside of her box. She eats TV dinners every night. And, you know, she does her waitressing thing. She goes home. She has her little routine, and she doesn't like to step outside of that. But throughout the show, you kind of see her being pushed to do that. And it's exciting and fun to play because she meets someone and it's and it's a really fun someone someone equally as weird as her uh, okay so she yeah. meets her soul mate her, her soul, soul weirdo yeah her soul weirdo yeah oh my god i want to meet my soul weirdo <laughs> um, i mean is it nice to return to theater yeah it's nice every night it's a little more ritualistic you can kind of work towards mastering a performance versus like there's so many times when I would come home after I would shoot and be like I should have done that that would have been really funny or really cool but you know I would have some regrets at the end of the day but with theater I feel like you can always find those moments and I like the repetition of it because it's not the same every time Now, you've mentioned in many interviews that you have a deep love uh, for Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Why? How did you become a Celine Dion fan? That was the first album I ever got. When I was five years old, I got Falling Into You, the White white Album. Um, (laughs) The White Album. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I memorized every song. And every riff that she did, and every, every I imitated it to the death because I was just obsessed with her. I just thought she was brilliant. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? You are gonna love the little challenge we've cooked up for you. <laughs> are you into taking an Ask Me Another challenge, Kamiko? Yes, let's do it. All right, okay. Kamiko Glenn, everybody. <laughs> 
So given your love of Celine Dion, Jonathan Colden and I are actually going to do dramatic readings of Celine Dion lyrics. Okay. <laughs> it's lyrics of songs that she made famous. Okay. And your challenge is just to identify the song. Okay. Okay? All right. And if you decide that you should sing the name of the song, that would be acceptable. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> and if you have trouble, we uh -huh. actually have multiple choices. Okay. To Great. help you out. Okay. And if you do well enough, you will win and ask me another Rubik's Cube. <gasps> Uh, if you lose, much like the movie Titanic, we will take a Rupus Cube and throw it into the ocean and we will never see it again. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here we go. This is your first dramatic reading. All right. Far across the distance and the spaces between My us. My heart will go That was an amazing impression. <laughs> I feel like you had the, the vibrato or whatever that is in her <laughs> voice kind of nailed it. All right. I enjoy. But when you touch me like this. When you when whisper you... like this. <laughs> it was that long ago. Yeah. All coming back to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can name that Celine Dion song in two words. <laughs> That was, it's all coming back to me now. You saw the best thing there was in me, lifted me up when I couldn't reach. You gave me faith cause you believe <laughs> I'm everything I am because you love me. Yeah! <laughs> you know, sometimes people come on and they're like, hey, I'm really into this thing, and then we put them in a quiz and they're like, eh, maybe I don't know that much about it. But, well, you, these In this case. These aren't that hard. I was a little nervous you were going to go for some of the more Okay, obscure. well, you have three more. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Always thought of keeping your heart next to mine, but now that seems so far away. Don't know how love could leave without a trace. Where do silent hearts go? Where does my heart beat now? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Now, as I'm going through these lyrics and thinking about these songs, Celine Dion has some codependency problems, <laughs> I feel. Yeah, I think you might be right. I didn't notice as a kid. But no, of yeah. course not, because yeah. you're just like, it's just about love yeah, and fun songs. Love <laughs> it, Celine. I think you'll know this one. Oh, yeah. We're heading for something. Somewhere I've never been. Sometimes I am frightened, but I'm ready to learn. Oh my gosh, it's all in my head. It's on the tip of my tongue. Say it again. Oh my gosh. I know it. I know it. We're heading for something somewhere I've never been. Sometimes. I've never been. Sorry, I know yeah. it, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I can't find Great. the hook. Sometimes I am frightened, but I'm ready to learn. Frightened, but I'm ready to learn. With the power of a learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kamiko, you nailed that. Yes. You got every last one so right. Glad. It was too easy for I you, mean, but you performed it in a way. Celine Dion fan. You might be Celine Dion. I might be her. I've never met her. I don't know where she is right now. You could be her I, instead. You know, that is the biggest compliment. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> Thank you for playing our game. You won an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, so yes. congratulations. Yes! Rubik's Cube! <laughs> Big hand for our guest, Kamiko Glenn.
If you, like Celine Dion, don't want to be all by yourself anymore, come be on our show. Go to amatickets.org to find out how to take our contestant quiz. And coming up, we'll figure out who's been editing their own Wikipedia pages, and we'll put our own production of Roger's Thesaurus, The Musical. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message comes from Starry Station, the touchscreen router for fast Wi-Fi. Starry Station was designed to give you a better way to game, stream, and surf throughout your home. You can see your entire network at a glance, get suggestions on how to fix problems, and finally know if you're getting the internet speed you pay for. It even has parental controls that let you block usage on specific devices during certain hours of the day. So learn more about Starry Station at starry.com slash askmeanother. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with puzzle guru Art Chung and house musician Jonathan Colton. Our next player is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Kate Corton calling from Worcester, Massachusetts. Hello, Kate. How long have you lived in Worcester? Oh, you know, about two weeks. Oh. Uh, What made you move to Worcester? Well, um, my fabulous girlfriend lives here, and I got a job at a college here, so it all kind of worked out. How nice. Excellent. What are you doing at the college? I am a writer and editor in the grad school. That sounds so vague, Kate. (laughs) Well, because you're a writer and you're into words, you're going to like this game, because this game is all about cliches. What we're going to do is you have to guess the common saying after we give you it's rough opposite. Okay. Okay, so we're going to give you an example. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung. So if we said dummies disagree, that would be the rough opposite of great minds think alike. Okay. And to spice things up, Jonathan and I are going to present these clues in the form of a little dialogue, and the stakes are high because if you do well enough, you will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Ooh, snap. Okay. <laughs> That's the correct response. (laughs) My mother guessed I was pregnant after I turned down a glass of wine. I guess the dog is in the box. I guess the cat is out of the bag. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Dogs and boxes, cats and bags. I disagree with everything Everybody knows bag and box. Those are opposites. Bag (laughs) is the opposite of a box. I'm a writer, it's true. Yeah, Yeah, right? My brother just gave me his old car. I'm sure there's something wrong with it. You know, just be grateful. Always peek at a purchased pig's butt. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't find any hoverboards at the store. Yeah, they're buying like cold casseroles. They're selling like hotcakes. (laughs) Kate, you are correct. My long slog at dental school is almost over. Yeah, there's darkness at the start of the bridge. (laughs) There's light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't believe Patrick Stewart never texted me back. I thought we had a real love connection. Ah, it's okay. There's no more birds in the sky. There's plenty of fish in the sea. That's correct. (laughs) This is your last clue. Okay. Did you see how the coach blamed the quarterback for the loss? Yeah, he really rolled him over a motorcycle. (laughs) Threw him under the bus. That's right. (laughs) Kate, you did amazing. You got them all right. So we are going to send you an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Yay! Thank you, Kate. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Now it's time for a new favorite segment of ours. It's called What's Wrong with Jonathan Colton? (laughs) House musician Jonathan Colton is a very, very smart man. He can figure out almost anything. So we are going to present you, Jonathan, with two pieces of information. Mm -hmm. One is true, one is false. All you have to do is determine which one is true and which one is false. So here's my powers of reasoning. Yes. Deductive reasoning that mm-hmm. you are known for. Or inductive, whatever. Whatever it takes. See, to get exactly. The job done. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I know you can go both ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, the city of Cincinnati, Ohio was once widely known by the nickname Porkopolis. Porkopolis, okay. Number two, the city of Eugene, Oregon was once widely known by the nickname Cougar Town. Go- I'm sorry, Goo Goo Town? Cougar Town. Cougar Town? Cougar Town. Okay. So what we're trying to figure out is, Eugene, all the possible meanings of cougar, does it make sense that they would be there? I don't think it was called Cougar Town because there were uh, randy older ladies. (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. I feel like cougar is a more modern thing, so I'm going to assume we're talking about actual cougars. Actual cougars. The animal. Right. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati Porkopolis. Pork is in there. We could be talking about pigs. We probably are talking about pigs, I would assume. Specifically the meat derived from pigs. <laughs> Delicious the, already. The other white meat. I'm going to say, to my mind, it seems more likely that there was a sort of pork industry, <laughs> pork industry sprung up in Cincinnati, some sort of pork magnate who had a lot of pigs in Ohio, settled in Cincinnati. This is making sense, right? Totally. Okay. Because, what well, you can first of all, you're not going to have a bunch of cougars running through downtown. Right. Okay, I'm going to say that the true thing is that Cincinnati was called Porkopolis. You, yes, you are correct. Hey. You got it. Of course. In the 1850s, Cincinnati was the biggest hog-packing center of the United States. Uh, Eugene, Oregon... Uh, was never known by the nickname Cougar Town. That was just a fun idea and a television show starring Courtney Cox. What have we learned about Eugene, Oregon, though? Nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks so much to Lisa Mays for sending in the true fact. And if you've heard a piece of trivia that you would like to send to us so we can try to stump Jonathan Colton, please share with us on Facebook or Twitter. our next two contestants, Joanna Rothside. You create food-centered tours yes, for, for you and your friends? Yes. You just make these up? Yes. Okay, so what's a food that you would go on a tour for? 
So my friends and I have done two so far, okay. one for tacos and one for potato pancakes, and they all take place in New York City, and we find restaurants that have good reviews about the certain food, and we make our way from top to bottom or side to side, all different boroughs, and we have a really good time. How many places did you go on the potato pancake tour? I think we went to 10, ten? or 8 to 10, I have to say, somewhere in there. Yeah, around 8, I, I think just it was everything gets blurry. Yeah. It was a lot. I couldn't eat fried food for a long time after that. <laughs> right. Adam Schuler, you are a research manager at Nielsen, the media's rating company. That's correct. Uh, so what are the numbers on our show? Uh, terrific. That's why Adam gets the big bucks. <laughs> Adam... Have you ever Googled yourself? I have. How'd it go? Well, there's actually a football player at West Virginia that shares my name. Yeah. The same spelling, too, so he's hogging up all the results. <gasps> Do you ever pretend to be him? Uh, that'd be a little bit difficult. No, it isn't, Adam. <laughs> you work at Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, have you ever tried to Google yourself? Not recently, No. No, I'm a little nervous, but I yeah. think I'm fine. <laughs> you think you're fine. <laughs> Interesting way to look at your own life. <laughs> so this game is called Wiki Sneaks because, as you know, anyone with a computer can go in and edit almost any Wikipedia page that they want. Yes, and in this game, we imagined what would happen if famous people wrote their own Wikipedia pages to make them sound maybe a little more flattering. So we'll read you a fake Wikipedia page, and you tell us who it's about. The winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. An awesome leader who rose to prominence during the French Revolution. He was actually five foot six inches, <laughs> which is a perfectly normal height for a dude at that time. Thank you. <laughs> Johanna. Napoleon. Napoleon. Yes, indeed, you are correct. Uh, and that is his actual height? and the same height as Elijah Wood. So just think, <laughs> Napoleon could have been Frodo, <laughs> and for Elijah Wood could have been Napoleon, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> if a few things had been different, <laughs> yeah, things, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. This actor single-handedly revived the Indiana Jones franchise. He's also a groundbreaking performance artist who provocatively wore a paper bag on his head. <laughs> James Franco is super jealous of him. <laughs> Joanna. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the former CEO of HP, which made better computers than Apple, she boldly ran for Senate and came in second place. Then she boldly ran for president and she finished in the top 20. <laughs> Adam. Carly Fiorina. Yes, correct. <laughs> An amazing science fiction filmmaker. All of his movies are perfect masterpieces, especially the ones starring the beloved character Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Johanna. George Lucas. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, George. Everyone's in a forgiving phase right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> An American modernist who painted lots of flowers. That's all they are. Just flowers. <laughs> Please stop overanalyzing them. Johanna. Uh, Monet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Monet is not correct. Can you steal, Adam? Famous flower <laughs> painter uh. that 
made them look <laughs> indecent. Indecent flowers. Now, that was just everyone's interpretation. George O'Keefe? That is correct. An international recording artist who took the world by storm in 1999 with Mambo Number no. 5. Everyone remembers his name. You definitely didn't have to search Mambo Number no. 5 first to find this page. Adam. Lou Bega. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam, you got a little groovy there with your shoulders. Were you remembering the song? enough, yeah. yeah classic. You, yeah, the classic. Do you have his best of CD? His only album? <laughs> Only album. <laughs> but there's more. There's more. There's Mambo's one, two, three. I didn't like those as much. Four. Five? I feel like five was my favorite. Five was your best? <laughs> news anchor known for slow jamming the news and for his helicopter heroics during the Iraq War, which definitely totally happened. <laughs> Joanna. Brian Williams. The beloved Brian Williams, yes. If he would have kept that humble brag only uh, to Wikipedia, no one would have found out That's about right. it. All right, Puzzle Guru Archong, how did our contestants do? It was a close game, but congratulations, Johanna. You're going on to the final round at the end of the show. Now we're going to crown this week's big winner. Let's bring back Paige, Gary, Caitlin, and Johanna to play our Ask Me Another final round. Puzzle Guru Archung, take it away. This final round is called Showstopper, and no, this is not the final round of the Great British Bake Off. In this round, we took the names of famous plays and musicals and ran them through our thesaurus. So if I gave you the clue, the male monarch and me, you'd answer, the king and I. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer. The last person standing is our big winner. And because I'm looking for a specific title, I'm going to have to be a little picky about all the words. Your prize is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Kamiko Glenn and a tote bag to put it in. Very NPR. <laughs> so remember, every answer will be the name of a famous play or musical. Here we go. Paige, the most populous city in Illinois. Chicago. Chicago is correct. <laughs> Gary, violin player atop the top of the house. Fiddler on the roof. You got it. Caitlin, a sacred text for Latter-day Saints. The Book of Mormon. Uh-huh. Right <laughs> Johanna, sexually adventurous galoshes. Kinky boots. Kinky boots is correct. <laughs> Back to Paige. Young men from Trenton. Jersey boys. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> Gary, felines. Cats. Cats is very short and correct. Caitlin, see you later, one under par in golf. Goodbye, birdie. Or bye-bye, birdie. Bye-bye, oh, birdie. Bye-bye, birdie. Oh, that out. That's correct. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Johanna, two minor characters from Hamlet have perished. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. That's right. <laughs> Paige, greetings, first sheep to be cloned. Hello, Dolly. Wow, well done. Gary, impartial woman who belongs to me. Three seconds. Gary's shaking his head. I'm lost, I'm sorry. Sorry, no answer. Step aside. Let's see if Caitlin knows the answer. My fair lady? That is correct. Let's say goodbye to Gary. <laughs> Johanna, 
the way to make profits and achieve corporate growth by not actually making an honest effort. How to succeed in business without really trying. That is correct. Well done. Paige, give me a smooch, Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, kiss me, Kate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Caitlin, a guy for winter, spring, summer, and fall. A man for all seasons. That's right. <laughs> Johanna, the unusual event regarding the golden retriever in the evening. The curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. You got it. <laughs> Paige, on that singular occasion. Uh, uh, one moment. No, I'm sorry, that's not quite right. Uh, step aside, Paige, let's see if Caitlin knows. Ugh, happened one <laughs> night. It's <laughs> a good movie, not the play we're looking for. Johanna, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. Is it once? That is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Johanna, you're our big Ask Me Another winner. Congratulations. Enjoy your unique Rubik's Cube and, of course, your tote bag. That is our show. Thank you so much for playing. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another for bonus games and audio clips. And come see us live or be a contestant. Just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's Puzzle Guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Coulton. Now, Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Juan Escalante, Matt Foster, and senior writers Kyle Beakley, Karen Lurie, and Josiah Madigan. Ask Me Another is produced by Kiana Fitzgerald, Mike Katzif, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and our intern Alejandra Vasquez, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whitmore, Kirsten Muller, and David Hurtkin. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. You know what you should check out? NPR's Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. He is your guide to what is good in pop culture. And every week, Jesse Thorne interviews people like Elvis Costello, Rashida Jones, Mike Judge about their creative work and their lives. You can find out about your new favorite TV show, book, movie, music, and gain insights into the things you already love. Find Bullseye now on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcasts. Next time on Ask Me Another, we play games in Los Angeles with Jeff Goldblum, Micah Monroe, and Weird Al Yankovic, who mashes David Bowie. Just watch me sculpt my mashed potatoes, sculpt my mashed potatoes, I sculpt my mashed potatoes. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. 